Hey there, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Kaderna podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kaderna, and it's a pleasure to have you with us. So I know I've been MIA the past couple of weeks for some of our loyal listeners. And the reason being, if you have not heard yet, last month I came out with my brand new book and my fiction debut, which is called Anorak. If you haven't seen it, I'll share a quick copy with you here. Again, Anorak, it's a story about these mythical creatures called Chigadees living on the planet of Anorak with a lot of real-world influence as these teenage uh, creatures come of age. So it has nothing to do with business or finance, uh, but it's a fun read and I think an awesome escape from this crazy year of 2020. So that's my excuse. Please go check it out wherever books are sold or on the Kindle if you like the, the ebook format. But without further ado, again, it's November 12th, 2020, and the past couple weeks have been pretty crazy. Uh, most recently, of course, the presidential election, uh, in which, you know, it seems to have lived up to the hype with the Trump administration right now contesting the outcomes in several states. But by and large, it looks like President-elect Biden will indeed be uh, the president-elect and taking the White House next year. So, of course, that will have tremendous financial and economic impact as a new administration takes hold. And so I think that's a good time for us to take a step back. And what we're going to focus on this week is how to actually think about investing. So without further ado, I would say that over the past 12 years, meeting with thousands of clients, I could classify thinking into one of two categories. And this isn't just about investing in money. This is probably about life, too. So I'm going to trade my financial advisor cap for a philosopher hat real quick, uh, but bear with me. So ultimately, on one side, we have what I would qualify as casual thoughts. Okay, These are quickly formulated opinions that are constantly changing. It could be our outlook on our favorite food, uh, you know, our favorite TV show, um, what we want to wear today versus a week or five years from now. Again, these thoughts are always changing and they're pretty easily influenced. A lot of people out there have casual thoughts about investing and finance that just depending on what they turned on on the news that night could adjust their portfolio or their way to stock tip. So that's casual thinking and we all fall prey to it. On the other side of the spectrum, we would have what I call beliefs, okay? These are deep-rooted beliefs or thoughts about usually serious topics. Uh, probably first comes to mind maybe religion, uh, perhaps politics, uh, or other matters that we've kind of pledged allegiance to it and are unwavering and, and not easily changed without a complete revolution of thought. Now, over the past 12 years of financial advising, I've also seen a thousand times easily people tell me what they believe in, in finance or in investing, that they don't believe in the stock market, or they only believe in real estate, or that they believe in whole life insurance, but not buy term and invest the difference. I've heard it so many times about every particular investment out there. And I often have to remind clients, you know, it's okay, we're not talking about religion right now, we're talking about investments and finance. So ultimately what we wanna do, guys, is strike a balance between that casually, quickly changing thought process and that strong, unwavering belief system and kind of fall somewhere in the middle or combine the two 
to create the most efficient financial plan or investment strategy that we can. So just to kind of frame the context real quick, I'd like to share three historical components uh, that will help us analyze investing as a whole. So as you can see by the chart that I'm now sharing, again, if you can go on Facebook or YouTube or anywhere that you'll get the visual, it's probably gonna be helpful right now. Uh, so per this chart, you'll notice that equities in the short term have much more volatility than other financial instruments but generally over the long term have outpaced most other financial instruments. So again, past performance can't guarantee future results, but we have a pretty long history here to look at the performance of equities. Number two, we'll see that higher returns are typically associated with higher volatility and higher risk. And number three, we'll see that volatility can actually present opportunity. You'll see on this chart here that in times of uncertainty, uh, often when the market crashed or went down quickly, uh, there was great volatility introduced. But then once that uncertainty began to dissipate, we see that stocks have risen and we had a pretty lengthy rebound thereafter. So again, just to recap our three uh, lenses here to look at investing. One, equities have short-term volatility, but traditionally longer-term outperformance. Two, higher returns are often associated with higher risk and volatility. And then three, volatility, which does seem negative, often can present a lot of opportunity. And just to clarify that last point about volatility or chaos breeding opportunity, again, you need to look no further than this chart where steep downturns were often followed by long upswings in the marketplace. And even from an anecdotal standpoint, Let's look at a couple of our biggest companies here today. Uh, even Apple, okay, they introduced the iPod on October 23rd, 2001, just a couple months after 9-11, okay? And then they outdid themselves again by releasing the iPad in 2010, right after the Great Recession, okay? So these seemed like down times, certainly, uh, but Apple was able to kind of turn lemons into lemonade. Uh, we could even look at Airbnb, which I know a lot of folks enjoy using. Uh, they came about and debuted in 2008, right in the middle of the Great Recession. Okay, So a lot of opportunity sometimes in these volatile instances. So what does the casual thinker do when it comes to investing? Oftentimes, they'll fall prey to periodic bouts of interest in the markets. Okay, So for some reason or another, someone gets in their ear and they say, you know what, I better take a look at my 401k or my portfolio and kind of change things up for a little bit. And then after that, that uh, bout of interest, we'll follow with maybe months or even years of disinterest in which we no longer look at those portfolios or that financial plan and just kind of let it do its thing until eventually, again, some you know, impetus comes in and provokes us to take another look at it with a new revelation and kind of change everything that we had already put in place. We see that a lot with casual thinking, uh, easily manipulating our investment strategy whenever things kind of catch our attention, okay? So casual thinkers, oftentimes, they're too flexible, okay? They're too quick to think they're smart and figured it out, and then they're too quick to think they're dumb and they made a mistake, and that leads to, you know, quick reactionary decision-making. Again, on the other end of the spectrum, we have our believers, okay? The believer pledges allegiance to an investment philosophy and never, ever, ever wants to change that approach 
because it's sometimes as if they can't handle the truth, okay, and or never admit that they're wrong, uh, you know, with what their belief system was. That's what takes a lot of humility to kind of go back and change what we've thought so strongly about, okay. So in this scenario, we're not flexible enough. And often what that leads to is a feeling of complete dominance of finance in good times where we think that we're invincible and we have found that silver bullet. Or unfortunately, on the flip side, when things are bad and the markets have turned south, sometimes we feel as if we can completely give up, uh, that we were wrong and we're done with and we just have to cut, cut ties with the whole concept of investing. All right. So ultimately, what you'll see, both casual thinking and believing, uh, is bringing into effect emotion. And what I can tell you is one of the worst things about investing is when we're emotional. All right. It's kind of like going to the grocery store when we're hungry. We might have a grocery list or we might have a diet that we're trying to adhere to. But if we step into Food Town or ShopRite on an empty stomach, we might just throw all that right out the window and just kind of buy whatever we fancy at that moment. That's ultimately what happens when we're investing with emotions, okay? That sometimes creates irrational thinking and, of course, poor investment choices that deviate from what our investment philosophy originally was. So we have to try and find a way to remove inflation, all right? So what does emotion and what do some of those inefficiencies uh, actually spell out in our investment? I would say number one is market timing, okay? This is synonymous with the casual thinker uh, that says, you know what, I think the markets just went down, I should buy in, uh, or I think the markets just went up, I should sell. And no one over time has been able to successfully time the markets again and again. It just hasn't happened, even the greatest minds of all time. All right, what that often leads to is actually selling at a loss when we panic, and then missing the rebound uh, when we're afraid to go back in and, and kind of catch that falling knife. All right. The next thing is when we talk about inflation. All right. So right now, the Fed has set a target rate of 2% for inflation. And what that means is that's actually subtracting from what we call your real rate of return. So the people that have given up for one reason or another and have moved purely into a safe haven such as cash, they could actually realize a zero or even a negative real rate of return. And then the next thing that we want to talk about uh, is, again, emotion. So the optimal investor will adopt a financial plan that they can believe in with confidence, but then thereafter think casually about it. Okay. And so what I mean by that is coming up with an idea, but then thereafter not getting so distraught or so excited one way or the other that we begin to manipulate that financial plan. So what I would say are the five steps to becoming an optimal investor, guys. I'm going to spell them out for you right now. Number one, invest with a long-term horizon. Like I said, uncertainty and volatility bring about a lot of noise that usually affects the short term, but not so much the long term. So if we can adopt a long horizon with our investments, we can subtract and remove that emotion uh, that I said can be so harmful. Number two, we need to diversify as necessary within your risk tolerance, which only you can define. All right, that generally will start with a split between equities and fixed income, okay? So that you can tolerate a certain amount of volatility, again, without thinking irrationally. And then once we've come up with that split of equities versus fixed income, 
we could certainly dive deeper into different sectors that fit the bill. This could be value versus growth, large cap versus small cap, uh, you know, technology versus pharmaceuticals, and so on and so forth. And that's what, again, you can visit that chart that I showed to see how these things have performed over time. The third one that I would say is creating guaranteed income for what's now becoming a longer and livelier retirement that does cost more money. So if there's ways we can introduce annuities, uh, of course, Social Security, maybe a pension if we're for fortunate enough, or CDs or other fixed instruments that we know exactly what we're going to get out of them, that can take a lot of pressure off of our underlying investment portfolio. Fourth, I would recommend dollar cost averaging. Essentially what that is, is systematic investing with steady contributions over time. What that does is it removes the temptation of market timing because essentially the investor is vested in the markets at all times and we're continually adding. So again, we're taking some of the emotion out of it so that we can think more casually about it. But again, this is a belief in dollar cost averaging. So we're combining these two thought processes. And then number five would be hiring a coach, okay? A financial advisor or even a certified financial planner, uh, which I always recommend so that you know you're getting uh, quality, uh, unbiased advice. That can help an investor stay accountable uh, to the strategy when human nature does enter the equation. So I would recommend that if you follow these five steps, again, it's, it's creating a belief system in investing, but one that then we can think casually about and not get so emotionally attached to. And that I believe is what over time will show the most efficient investment strategy. So I hope that was helpful. I wanna thank everybody again for tuning in. This was just a quick, a very high level view of how to invest your money. As you can hear, the overarching thought, guys, is try and take emotion out of it. When we're turning on the news every single night and bombarded with political banter on both sides before and after an election, we're hearing about the coronavirus surging and unprecedented years and unprecedented this and that. There is so much fear out there one day and then excitement the other day as the market surge. So there's a lot that we can digest that can rattle certainly the casual thinker, uh, but even give the strong believer uh, second thoughts on how they should be reacting. Okay, we want to tune out the short term noise and look at long term success and not failures. Okay, remember, guys, it's about how you behave, not how your investments behave. The average Joe has very little say in how a multi billion dollar company will perform day to day or quarter to quarter, all right? So if we can accept the reality that as investors, we're more of a passenger than a driver, I think with us grasping that truth, it's determining, okay, at what point in time are we gonna be a passenger on that investment's journey? When do we hop on board? When do we hop off? And ultimately, how does that fit into our overall financial plan, all right? So are you a casual thinker or are you a believer? Or are you now a little bit of both? I'm your host, Brian Kaderna. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Kaderna Podcast. Leave us a review, share the good news. And again, check out my new book, Anorak, if you feel that you've just had enough of this news and finance and business that we're talking about. We'll see you next week.
The Caderna podcast is for informational purposes only. Individual situations may vary, and the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guardian and its subsidiaries do not provide tax, legal, social security, student loan, mortgage, or real estate advice. Listeners should contact their own tax, accounting, or legal advisors, or the social security department in this matter. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian Caderna is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, Pass 300 Broad Acres Drive, Suite 175, Bloomfield, New Jersey, 07003. Securities, product services, and advisory services are offered through Pass, a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor. Nine 973-244-4420. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Pass is an indirect wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Caderna Financial Team and International Planning Alliance, LLC, are not affiliates or subsidiaries of Pass or Guardian. Caderna Financial Team is a division of International Planning Alliance, LLC, a general agency of Guardian. Pass is a member of FINRA, SIPC. California Insurance License Number, OK04194. Content of the Caderna Podcast is copyright of Brian M. Caderna, all rights reserved. Any redistribution or reproduction of part or all of the content in any form is prohibited without prior permission from the Caderna Podcast. The views and opinions expressed herein may not be those of Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. Guardian does not verify and does not guarantee the accuracy or completeness of, of the information or opinions presented herein. Any third-party materials referenced cannot be endorsed or verified by Guardian and are used as the opinion of the author. Guardian, its subsidiaries, or affiliates do not provide or issue or advise for mortgages. This material contains the current opinions of the author, but not necessarily those of Guardian or its subsidiaries, and such opinions are subject to change without notice.